If you've got your physical Bible there, turn to Luke chapter number 17. Luke 17. Again, you can track along right there uh, at gracebaptistfamily.com, grace at home, and uh, just track along with us. Don't forget to share that video for us. But you know, last week we talked about faith, you know, for the future. These are difficult days that we're living in, and there's a lot of negativity, a lot of things to be concerned with, but we know that ultimately our God reigns. Our God reigns. And we talked about uh, whether we wanted that old preacher illustration, do we want to be a buzzard or a hummingbird, right? Do we want to be buzzards? What does a buzzard look for? Dead things. What does a buzzard find? Dead things. What does a hummingbird uh, look for? Sweet things. What does a hummingbird find? Sweet things. And so when we look at the Word of God, and we don't have to base uh, our feelings for the future off of how we feel, we can base it on the truth of God's Word. And we know that Christ Jesus is going to reign victorious forever and ever. And whatever we're going through now, He is going to bring about good. So we've got faith for the future. But as I was thinking about this Sunday uh, after we were together, I was thinking about the reality, though, that one of the greatest stumbling blocks for us to actually have faith for the future and see a promise in tomorrow is a lack of forgiveness. A lot of times we struggle with forgiving other people, right? And, and we need to have that same faith for the future. We need to have faith for uh, forgiveness. And so today, now I'm just going to admit right up front, this is a heavy one. This is not, like, it's a difficult one. This is not easy, right? But it's completely worth it. One time Jesus was talking with some with his disciples, and he was telling them, look guys, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be stabbed in the back. There's nothing that can change that. So look with me in Luke 17, and I'm going to start in verse number 1. Luke 17 and verse number 1, it says, It is impossible. Jesus said, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. In other words, Jesus says, Look, there's going to be problems. There's going to be trials. There, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be persecuted. Right? People are going to come against you. Now, notice what he says. Woe. Woe to them. Right? Woe to him through whom they do come. Again, are you going to be a hummingbird or a buzzard? Because Jesus is clearly warning that there's consequences for how we treat other people. But then he says this. Look at verse number 3. He says... He says, these things are going to happen. Woe to them that do these things. He says, but take heed to yourselves. In other words, you can't worry about that. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. In other words, it's not like we're just not going to pretend like bad things don't happen. We're not going to pretend like somebody hasn't hurt us. It's not about being run over, right? We deal with it. We're followers of Christ. So we desire to make things right. Our goal is reconciliation. So we're going to talk about it, man. When somebody does us wrong, when somebody hurts us, we're not going to do what so many Christians do. And like, you know, you hurt me and I'm just like, well, praise the Lord, bless Jesus. And then as soon as you walk away and I just be like, I hate him. Right? That's not what the Word of God says. We're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it. We're going to try to find healing. But then the next thing that Jesus says is incredibly challenging. Look with me in verse number four. In verse number four, it says, And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, return.
saying, I repent. He says, you shall forgive him. You shall forgive him. Now, okay, now the disciples are hearing that, and they're probably thinking a lot of the same things that you and I would think. I mean, I've got to be honest, in the flesh, let me let you into my inner voice, right? The fleshly side of Marcus, when I hear that, I think, well, I forgive him once, maybe twice, maybe three times in a lifetime, but I don't know <laughs> if I can forgive him seven times in one day. It almost seems impossible and look at the word of god look how the disciples responded what did they they immediately saw they needed something the apostles said to the lord increase our faith they're like jesus well i don't have this kind of faith lord increase my faith help me to do it they're saying we need more faith than we've got to do that so let me ask you a question this morning who hurts you who has betrayed you who has mistreated you? Who has talked about you and run you down? Who is it that has taken advantage of you? I mean, it could have been a family member, maybe somebody you trusted and they stole from you. It could have been a friend. It could have been a kid in school that bullied you or somebody who's talking trash about you on the internet or in some group text message somewhere. It could have been a boyfriend that lied to you and then lied about you. It could have been a dad that you can never make happy. It could have been an authority figure in your life who was supposed to protect you. Instead, they did the opposite. Who betrayed you? Who has hurt you? Because I'm going to be honest. As I go around and I meet people, and I'm just going to talk about church people real quick. As I see believers, there are a lot of believers that are acting hurt by the way they're treating other people. By the way they're treating other people. So let me ask you again, who has hurt you? And think about it. Do we really need to forgive something like that? Something significant? Right? When they don't deserve forgiveness at all. And if we're supposed to forgive them, how do we forgive people? How do we forgive someone who is still doing things that are unforgivable? Because let's be honest, we've all been hurt. You've all been hurt by somebody somewhere at some time. You know, I was trying to think of things that maybe people have said to me that just really, you know, just got to me at the time, maybe caused me to want to lose my temper. And I went right back to high school, and I remember I had, it was an ex-football coach, coach of mine, and I, I don't remember what was going on in the class. I'm sure I was wrong. This teacher looked me right in the face and said, you're nothing but white trash, and that's all you're ever going to be. Now, do you forgive that? How do you forgive that? Right? He was only half right, by the way. So how do we do that? How do we, what do we do? How do you forgive maybe when you're angry and you don't feel like forgiving? What if you try and you try and you try and you try and it just doesn't seem to be happening? Again, this is not easy. This is not simple. This isn't make-believe pie in the sky. How do we actually do it. I know that it's a struggle, but I hope that you'll understand that God tells us clearly as followers of Jesus Christ that we have to forgive people. Jesus says clearly in the same book that says, for God so loved the world, Jesus said, forgive them. Forgive them. He tells us clearly as followers that we have to forgive. Matter of fact, let me show you a couple of different places in scripture. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 and 44, 
Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Check. I can do that. That's easy, isn't it? I can, I can love my neighbor and hate my enemy. No problem. But he keeps going. He says, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use, use you and persecute you. Whew. And then the Apostle Paul said this in Ephesians 4.32. He said, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. See, there's the key. We'll get back to it in a moment. But then Jesus' word and words in Matthew chapter 6 will make you stop in your tracks. He said this in verse 14. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Oh, I mean heavy stuff, serious stuff. God's Word clearly tells you that you are to forgive. But what does that mean? How do we do it? In order to really understand what it means, I first want to talk to you about what it doesn't mean. And this is something we talk about all the time in Grace because I think this is one of the biggest issues and stumbling blocks in the life of believers because we get really confused about what forgiveness is and about what it isn't. Now the first thing, forgiveness has nothing to do with forgetting. So many people get so confused and, 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 and think that forgiveness and forgetting go together. They do not go together. To forget, you may forget, but to forgive is not necessarily forgetting. It's not doesn't mean you wipe your brain, you've got no memory, you no recollection. That's not even possible. You were hurt, they hurt you. Right? It's not saying that what that person did wasn't wrong, that it wasn't sinful. It's not saying that you've got to be some kind of a doormat for the rest of your life to allow somebody to run all over you and to abuse you and continue to hurt you. And that you just need to smile and take it for the glory of God and you're going to send them a Christmas card and you're going to leave a heart emoji on everything they post on social media because you've forgiven and forgotten about it. That's not what it means. You can actually forgive somebody and still create healthy boundaries. You can actually uh, forgive somebody and begin the process of restoration and not be there yet. You can forgive somebody and do the steps necessary to build a relationship, but not necessarily be in that relationship at the moment. Forgiveness is not forgetting. And also, the second thing is, forgiveness isn't fair. And forgiveness isn't fair. They don't deserve to be forgiven. They hurt you. Right? They did something. It was sin. It was bad. It wasn't right. Maybe you didn't deserve it. Forgiveness isn't fair. There's nothing fair about it at all. It's not even natural. What's fair is to pay them back. You hurt me, I hurt you, right? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus says, pray for your enemies. Okay, all right, Jesus, all right, you want fair. Jesus, you want me to pray for my enemies? I will. Dear Lord, make their insides fall out. Amen. Right? That's not what it means either. Right? But that's easy to do. It's easy for me. Now we say that we want fairness, but the truth is we don't want fairness because if you've trusted Christ, you recognize that wasn't fair. That you got the good end of that deal. Because if God was always fair, then I would get what my sin deserves. Listen, God is always just. But He's not always fair. There's a difference. Fairness would have been me paying for my sin, but God is just look at Psalm 103 verse 10 
It says, He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Thank God. God has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Listen, church, can I get an amen for that? That God has not treated us. Say amen online right there in the live stream. Listen, God has not treated us fairly. That's called grace. And that's called mercy. So what is? So forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness has nothing to do with what's fair, right? For, what is forgiveness? It is offering others the grace that God offers you. Forgiveness is extending grace to others when you have received grace yourself. It's giving others what God gave you. Now let me ask you, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, have you ever been forgiven of anything by God? Have you been forgiven of anything? I know that I have, and I know that you have too. Have you ever received grace that you didn't deserve? Now, maybe you're here. Maybe this morning and you're perfect. So you just sit there and look righteous. And then you're, hopefully your spouse is with, with you to straighten you out. Because you just sit there and shine your halo. But we all know better. None of us are perfect. The Word of God teaches us that. We've all sinned. So we've all experienced grace that we did not deserve. Forgiveness because of Jesus. What is forgiveness? Giving to others that which Christ has given to us. It's the power of the gospel. First John chapter 1, verse number 9 says this. If we confess our sins, He is faithful, and there's that word again, and just. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now the problem is, in 2020, when I look around from what I hear is, there aren't any sinners. Everybody's good. In 2020, everybody's okay. Right? There are no sinners anymore. But that's not true. We talk about this all the time, don't we? Right? Like, I just love to run, run this down because it just shows who we really are apart from Christ. I mean, imagine this for a second. Most people really do think that they're a good person. And that I always just kind of hit those Ten Commandments. Let me ask you, have you ever told a lie? Of course you have. And what does that make you? A thief? Have you ever taken something that doesn't belong to you? Of course you have. What? Right? Uh, what, what, did I say thief for the first one? If you tell a lie, you're a liar. Amen. If you've taken something that doesn't belong to you, you're a thief. If you've ever used God's name, not just as a cuss word, but in an unworthy manner, God's word says that's blasphemy. And it, Jesus said that if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you commit adultery with her. What adults among us would claim to have never looked at another person with lust in their heart? The truth is, every single one of us are lying, thieving, blaspheming, adulterators at heart. And if we stand before God on the day of judgment, He will be just and find us guilty. That's who we are. We've received much grace. The good news is, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgiveness is giving to other sinful wretches what I receive as a sinful wretch. Listen, living the gospel, the gospel is you receiving the forgiveness of God. But living the gospel is, it isn't just receiving it, it's giving forgiveness. To live out the gospel is to offer forgiveness to others who do not deserve it. 
right? Undeserved mercy, undeserved grace, undeserved goodness. The, the forgiveness flows to us and forgiveness flows through us. It flows to us so that we can flow through us. Right? Jesus one time, the, Lord, uh, the model prayer, he taught the disciples how to pray. Right? If you want to know how to pray, Matthew chapter 6, look at verse number 9. Jesus said, pray like this. He said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's all good so far. Give us this day our daily bread. Awesome. I love bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, forget Lord, forgive me like I forgive other people. Lord, the same way that you forgive, that I forgive other people, that's how I want you to treat me. Do you really want to pray that? Right? Forgive me like I forgive them. Forgive me like I forgive my ex. Forgive me like I forgive my enemies. And if you pray it, do you mean it? Again, it, forgiveness isn't just what flows to us, it flows through us. So why would God ask you to do that? Because doesn't it seem like a headache? Let's be honest, forgiveness isn't easy. It's hard. It's difficult. It kind of seems like a headache. It's easier to write them off and take care of business. Why does God want you to forgive? He does it for you. God asks you to forgive others because God loves you. He loves them too. But he asks you to forgive for you. He doesn't just ask you to forgive somebody to heal that other person. He asks you to forgive somebody so that you can have healing in your own life. Right? Forgiving someone else, that person that betrayed you, that person that lied about you, the person that cheated on you. Right? Forgiving them may not set them free. You forgiving them may not make any difference in their life at all. Matter of fact, I would go so far to say there's some people that you're not forgiving. They don't even know that you're mad at them. They don't even know. So when you forgive them, you're not setting them free. When you forgive them, you're setting yourself free. You're cutting yourself some slack. You're doing something good for you. You're allowing God to do something good through you because He loves you. Forgiving somebody always sets you free. Why? Because God loves you. And I hope, again, this morning, I hope as we've talked about forgiveness, we've talked about it before, we'll talk about it again. I hope you never kind of think that you're hearing me say that it's easy. That it's easy. There's no part of it that's easy. It's easy to hold a grudge, man. It's easy to hold on to bitterness. It's easy to get a little payback. It's easy to wish bad for somebody who's done bad things. It's easy to replay the offense in your mind. It's easy to rehearse what you say to them. They ever talk to you again, I'm just going to It's easy to replay it in your mind, to rehearse it in your mind. It's easy to allow the devil to completely split your family up. It's easy to walk in hatred and unforgiveness. Forgiveness is not easy. It takes a great deal of faith to forgive. Remember? Jesus said to the apostles, forgive. And what did they ask for? Lord, give us more faith. Increase our faith. Listen, we choose faith over our feelings. We choose faith over our feelings. I don't feel like forgiving, but God, by faith, help me to forgive. We choose faith over feeling. Uh, uh, faith empowers me. I don't feel it, but I choose it by faith. And I'm going to be honest with you. There's this thing. I've experienced this in my life. And I know that some of you have too. There's this moment when you've forgiven somebody. And you know that you've forgiven them. 
Maybe they're in your presence. Maybe it was a deep hurt. But let me tell you something. When you have forgiven somebody, there's a sense, an overwhelming sense of the presence and the peace of God that just absolutely overwhelms you because you know that you're doing exactly what God has called you to do. It's you floating spiritually because it's right because God has called you to do it. But I choose it by faith. Maybe I'm still angry. Maybe I'm still bitter. Maybe I'm still feeling betrayed. But by faith, I'm choosing to offer the same thing that God has given me. Forgiveness. It may be a process. It may happen in a moment. It may happen in weeks. It may take some time. But God increased my faith so that I can forgive like you've called me to. It takes faith to forgive. It takes faith to believe that on the other side of this hurt, God is working it out for something better. It takes faith to forgive. And every good marriage is, a good marriage is made up of two really good forgivers. Because that's what it takes. We all need grace. And when you start to pray about it, think about it, I want you to lean into these two questions. Ask yourself, how much forgiveness do they deserve? And then tell yourself, well, how much freedom do I want? How much freedom do I want? See, the question isn't how much they don't deserve to be forgiven. How much forgiveness do they deserve? The question is how much freedom do you want? How much do you desire the peace of God in your life? It takes faith to forgive. Why? Because what you did to me is no longer going to hold me prisoner. It takes faith to forgive because what you said is not going to limit my future. That betrayal that somebody did, I'm not going to let it hold me down, hold me back, pollute my heart, poison my soul. Yeah, what you did was wrong. What you did wasn't fair. It wasn't right. Yes, it hurt. But by faith, I choose to let it go. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm not going to be a prisoner anymore. By faith, I'm going to forgive. Not easy. But you're not alone. If God called you to it, He is going to empower you through it. Jesus didn't say, hey, forgive them. Good luck and you're on your own. He's giving you the Holy Spirit of God who will empower your faith to forgive. See, I can't change what you said. I can't change what you did. I can't change your wicked intentions. But I can change my heart. I can change how it affects me. And I know it's tough. But forgiveness doesn't change the past. It doesn't change what he did. It doesn't change what she said. It doesn't change the betrayal. It changes me and my soul and the peace I have with God when I choose my faith over my feelings. So what do you want out of tomorrow? What do you want out of tomorrow? Do you want more anger? Because there's some waiting for you on a Monday, I promise. Somebody's going <laughs> to upset you tomorrow. Do you want more anger? What do you want out of tomorrow? Do you want more bitterness? Is that what you want? Do you want more unforgiveness? More bitterness? Or do you want the peace of God? Do you want to hand down a critical, bitter spirit to your children and your grandchildren? Or do you want to demonstrate the love and the peace and the grace of God? Do you want more pushing people away today because you still haven't dealt with yesterday? No, man. God has so much more for you than that. So what is forgiveness? Giving grace to others that you have received. And how do you do it? It's by faith. Lord, increase our faith. 
How does God increase your faith? You ask. You ask. Matter of fact, let's ask right now. Let's pray together. Will you pray with me? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. God, I'm so grateful that I'm not alone. Lord, increase our faith. And Lord, I know as I'm speaking, I'm speaking into some significant pain today. Significant hurts. God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would do what we cannot do. Increase our faith so that we can forgive. Now this morning, those of you that you know that you're saved, you know that you've been forgiven of much, you know that you've been redeemed, but in your heart right now as a Christian, you know that you've got some forgiving to do. You've got some forgiving to do. You've got some people you got to cut loose, man. I'm talking about it in your heart. You need to unshackle them, set them free, and by faith, forgive them. And you may not feel like it. You may not understand it. Man, I don't understand all that. And so you're a child of the King. You know that you're saved. It's your prayer this morning simply, God, give me more faith so that I can forgive others like you have forgiven me. If that's your prayer, will you pray with me one more time? One more time, let's pray together. Lord, I just pray that you do spiritual surgery on our hearts. God, I pray by faith that there are those under the sound of my voice right now here at the drive-in service watching online who have been living in the pain of the past for so long. God, I just pray that you begin to take that pain away and allow your forgiveness and your grace and your mercy to just overwhelm us and wash over us in such a way that we cannot help but to extend it to others. And God, as we receive grace from you, may we, your children, offer forgiveness to others. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith to forgive as you have forgiven us. Now, guys, there's some of you here this morning, you don't know that you're saved. What you know is this, that you've let God down, that you've blown it, and you feel the weight of your sin. And just be honest with yourself. You've told lies. You've taken things. You've blasphemed the name of God. You've committed adultery. Uh, in your heart at the very least and that the weight of that sin man the weight of that sin is weighing you down the reason why you can't forgive others is because you've never forgiven yourself and you've never been forgiven by God listen apart from Christ lying, thieving, blasphemy, the torture right in your heart in Christ absolutely made new but apart from Christ nothing but bad news let me give you the good news. Look at this, guys. John chapter 3, verse 16. Let me give this to you as clearly as I can. God's Word says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus gave His life on the cross for that lie, for that for lying, thieving, blaspheming, adulterating our heart sinners like you and like me. God raised him from the dead. He's at the right hand of the Father right now interceding for us. And God can offer you what you don't deserve. Forgiveness, His goodness, His mercy, His grace forever and ever. If you'll repent, turn from your sin and trust Him as Lord and Savior, He will forgive you right now. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Once and for all. Once and for all. Be forgiven. 
so that you can actually begin forgiving yourself and forgiving others. Why don't you pray a prayer like this? Why don't you sit and pray and say, Father God, I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that I sin. I'm a blind, thieving, blaspheming, adulterator, heart, and more. God, I sin. But Lord, I turn from my sin and I'm turning to Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Tell him, say, Lord, I'm putting my faith in your death, burial, and resurrection for my salvation. Lord, all of me, all of my sin, all of my mistakes, all of my regrets, all of my unforgiveness, everything that makes me who I am, I give it to you, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. The Word of God is clear. It says, if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Did you just call?